Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Edge Fitness Podcast, a show where we talk about fitness and lifestyle strategies to help our listeners live a strong, happy, and healthy life. My name is Matt. I am the head coach and director of program design at Edge, and alongside me I've got the owner of the gym and my co-host, Mike. Today we're going to be talking about the origins of the term outwork, what it means to be an outworker, and what exactly it is that we look for in our outworker of the month. So, Mike, you were gone last week in Missouri. How was your trip? Uh, I mean, we were there for a pretty unfortunate, you know, circumstance. My wife's grandpa passed away. He's 86. Kind of a badass dude. He uh, he was stabbed in, in, in a war. He's had cancer a couple times. He's just a, just a man's man. So, um, finally, you know, laid, laid him to rest, and he's in peace now. But uh, it, was, it was pretty pretty funny um, as far as funny goes for something, you know, <laughs> like that. Uh we get down there and it's it's kind of like backwoods Missouri so we get down there we drop our stuff off at the at the Airbnb we were staying at and we we went right to her family's house and it's like the the city's population of a couple hundred people there's no ser- cell phone service anywhere it's in like the mountains backwoods in Missouri and so I have a really close family like as you know and we they sent out the search party for us. Usually I text my dad and I'll let him know, just, hey, I'm here. Um, sure. Just as a courtesy, everyone you know worries about just six, six and a half hour drive. Right. And so we we get uh, finally attached to Wi-Fi probably eight or nine hours after we've been there. And I've got uh, a call from my dad, several texts from him, uh, texts from my brother, both my sisters, <laughs> uh, my dad's wife, my grandparents, my uncle, one of my aunts, and like five of my cousins. My dad even sent me an email just to see an if, uh, <laughs> yeah, he just emailed me just to, just in case, just in case somehow I could get my access to my email, but not, your phone, but, you're on, but just in case I was, yeah, dialing into my, just my Gmail accounts. Um, no, it was really, it was appreciated. It was kind of funny. Um, but it was good. So uh, the the ceremony, the funeral went well. Uh, as far as funerals go, it was really nice. He had the military funeral, and uh, we made it back. Uh, pretty good time. We we left uh, yesterday night at uh, about eight o'clock and got in at about one or two. Um, Did you was... text everyone to let them know you made it? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't let them know when I was leaving, so that way they didn't have to worry. So it was <laughs> it was it was much better that way. But yeah, all things considered, it was it was a good, successful trip, and really glad we were able to make it down there, and I'm happy to be back. Well, that's good. So Mike, you and I both know that if anybody steps foot in the gym, they're either going to see the word outwork, they're going to hear us say it. We call our, our clients outworkers. We don't have a client of the month, we have an outworker of the month. Uh, we say outwork and a little breakdown at the end of every session. Why don't you talk about the the origin of the term outwork and what exactly it means? Yeah, so as a lot of people know that um, I started the gym when I was 20, uh, so seven years ago, um, just a couple days ago, depending on when this airs, and one of the things that, uh, that I really knew is that I didn't know anything. Uh, I had no business starting a gym, I had no business sense, I had really no connections in the community, I was just too young to really have kind of that built up. I didn't come from like a prominent athlete career where I could just lean on coaches and things of that nature, so... Uh, so I knew all of my deficits, and I still think kind of to this day that one of the, the biggest strengths I have is I know where I'm weak, and I can kind of build that up. Uh, but one of the things that really helped me in the beginning is that I, I was not the smartest person, I was not the strongest person, I had no business sense, I had no connections, but I knew I could work harder than, than anybody else. And at the time, like my, my thing was like I could just work harder than any motherfucker around me, and I would make sure that that would be what helped Edge become successful. And so... Um, so I knew I wasn't smarter, I knew I didn't have the connections, but I knew I could outwork anyone that would come into kind of into the scene or that would try to kind of interrupt me. And this is like young 20 year old, you know, kind of hardcore mentality, but really quickly 
what I realized is that there really aren't that many people willing to kind of put in that work um, to kind of get better, especially when you're starting at such a deficit where, you know, most of us kind of lean into our strengths and play where we're strong and just tend to avoid where we're weak. And for me, starting a business was a, the ultimate area uh, of weakness. And so I knew that if I just worked harder than I did yesterday, right? Uh, so after very quickly, it became less about outworking everyone else around me and, and became more about outworking the person that I was yesterday. And so when we talk about our client of the month or our outworker of the month, and we call our clients outworkers, it really has nothing to do with someone coming in and just all automatically kicking ass because that's just not the reality of, of where most people are. It has to do with people leaning into their deficits and leaning into their areas of weakness and helping them kind of exploit those and then get them better, right? Sure. So if somebody comes in and they have never touched a barbell before and they're petrified of it, you know, they're, them getting to a barbell squat for the first time ever or picking up, you know, their first trap bar deadlift uh, could very easily put them in a position to win and to earn out worker of the month. Whereas someone who's come in and has been lifting their whole life, they're going to have to work a little bit harder for sure. it because, because yeah. that's just their, that's their area of strength. You know, we might focus on a different area, how, how their nutrition is going, things like that. So that helps clear up what exactly it means to outwork. What, what characteristics are you looking for and what, what type of, what type of month does someone need to have in order to earn that Outworker of the Month title? Yeah, so I think uh, the way that we kind of do it now is it's pretty it's pretty informal. Uh, the way that we that we vote right now, uh, the, our team's really small. But one of the benefits of having a small team and having such an intimate business is that we're able to be hands on with everybody. You know, whereas a doctor might see their their patient once every three months to a year or longer, we see people two to five times a week. So we get the benefit of seeing people and really kind of watching them grow. So we kind of know every person on, a, on an individual basis. And um, one of the things that is kind of really important about that is we get to see where people where people's deficits are. So if somebody has a really big issue with consistency, that's going to be something that we rank really highly when they do start becoming consistent. Uh, if someone's always consistent, it's going to be something we take into consideration. Uh, and then we're also going to use other parameters, you know, like actual strength parameters or fat loss parameters or um, their attitude towards other outworkers parameters like that. So we have like, you know, we have a list of a couple different things that we look for and we specifically look for that last month. And then if it comes down to a couple people having a really outstanding month for uh, the parameters that we kind of establish for each person, then we look at how their track record has been before that. Sure. So it's less about where your strengths are at and more about how you are turning your weaknesses into strengths. Exactly, because that was the that was the thing when when I really started even using uh, outwork as kind of like a, a model or a mental model for for kind of developing the mentality to create edge. It wasn't really about you know I could tr I could train better than most people. When I got my first job that required a forty to eighty hour internship, I was on the floor training people in four hours because they were so impressed with what I did. So that that was never an area of of improvement that I needed to work on. I still worked on it because I still work on it today, even though I'm not on the floor training people, because it's important to me to kind of always be fine tuning the craft. But that was really never the bad, the bad stuff, right? That was, it was always the business sense. And so it was kind of leaning into those weaknesses that really helped shape the terminology and then kind of helped shape what we look for when we give out a title like that. Very cool. So speaking of very cool, we have our new outworker of the month, Kyle. Um, so Kyle trains in our relentless adult men's strength training. Why don't you give a uh, everyone a little bit of insight onto Kyle, who he is, kind of what he's been doing in here, and then how he earned our Outworker of the Month for October. 
So Kyle started back in May, I believe it was. So he's been here for about six months or so. Um, he was not a workout person at all. Pretty quiet guy. Came in because he was good friends with, with one of the guys in Relentless, Nate. And he just wanted to try it out for a month. Nate thought it would be a good thing for him to get in here, lift some weights, hang out with some of these guys. And so when he started out, very quiet, very reserved guy. Uh, got along with everybody just fine, just kind of, just was quiet. He was very new to working out, so when he started out, um, he had room for improvement on stuff. His his deadlifts were a little rough. Uh, his squats, he had good mobility, but just wasn't quite finding the right spot when he would go down. Um, and in the last six months or so, he's he's been incredibly consistent. I think he's missed maybe one, somewhere between one and three workouts. Definitely no more than three if he has, and that's... That's three days every single week minus, I think there was there was one day where we were closed for for something in that gap. I don't remember what. So that's so unbelievable. Six months, three days a week, like just carves out the time for it, makes it a priority. Yeah, that's awesome. exactly. When it wasn't something that was ever in his life consistency before is awesome. Um, his deadlift is like picture perfect now, can hip hinge perfectly. It's He's come such a long way. He's come out of his shell socially. He's he's not just being like involved in conversations with people. He will start conversations. So seeing him grow in in both aspects, not only just getting stronger in his lifts, not only getting more proficient in them, but coming out of his shell and and hanging out with other people in the session and going out on Thursday nights to whatever bar they're going to for burgers, like something he would not have done before. He's gotten that confidence for in the last six months and. Again, like you said, it's not about the strengths. It's about the, the weaknesses that you have that you're turning into strengths. And he, he really embodied that in not only the last month, but the last six months since he started. Yeah, that's really impressive to, to miss you know somewhere between one and three workouts in six months. And yeah. they're pretty rigid times for, for those of, of our listeners that don't know. Like they, they get three set hours that they come in, and, yeah. and that's pretty much it. And I don't think he's ever even used a, a makeup time or anything like that. It's no. always been he's been there with the group and, and pushes people and gets pushed. And... Um, yeah, it's been really cool watching him grow and definitely worthy of that title uh, for our October Outworker of the Month. Oh, and not to mention, uh, he was in a walking boot for for a month and still worked out. <laughs> That's right, I forgot about that. He just basically turned everything into a upper body workout except for a couple of the couple of the lower body things that he was able to do where he didn't have to put weight on his heel. Well, that's the interesting thing, too, is we get when our outworkers come in, you know, if they get uh, injured doing something over the weekend or if they have like something like a nagging old injury that kind of resurfaces, usually they they think the the right thing to do is to stop working out. And so we have to kind of pull them out of that and convince them like, hey, no, this is is one joint or one part of your body. Whereas Kyle comes in and is like, hey, this whole foot thing, can we figure something out around it? So so that was really cool to see him kind of come out of his shell with, with that and not even... Which is just the opposite of what we're used to, yeah. where it's where it's not. Hey, you know, we we can still do stuff, but it's like, hey, no, what stuff can we do? Um, and really taking ownership over his own journey, which I really like. And that was, I think, probably about two months into it. So that's that's a time where you've only been working out for two months. You get an injury for a lot of people. That's an easy out. Like, oh well, I better take some time off. But I think it helped solidify his his consistency. Yeah. No, it definitely did. It definitely did. So with me being gone most of the week down in Missouri for the funeral I mentioned earlier, uh, where my family sent out the search party for <laughs> me, what, uh, what are some cool things that, that happened around Edge that I missed out on? So 
I recently switched up Josh's programming. Uh, he was starting to plateau a little bit in strength, weight loss, all that stuff. So we, we switched to a little bit more of a, a strength-specific and slowly switched into more of a muscle-building uh, type program for him. And we did a CICA scan on, I believe it was Monday this week. And in the last six weeks, he's up, I believe, four pounds of muscle and he's down one percent body fat so he's just he's just killing it he's another super consistent person um bob did his first sets of floor push-ups last week and this week he's knocking out sets of 15 (laughs) he was bragging to his kids about it sending a text he was telling me the other night he's super pumped he's like they probably don't care but I was no, like, you should care. How no, they definitely care. Ashley right? came in and said how cool it was really? that, that her dad was, was hitting push-ups yeah. for the first time yeah. ever, and he was really proud, so she was really proud of him, too. So. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Megan did barbell glute bridges with 315 pounds yesterday for a set of six. All right. <laughs> I had her paired up with Ed on Friday Fun Day, and essentially, if you work with Ed, he's going to make you at least try the weight that he does, whether you want to or not, so I we peer pressured her into it a little bit. That's a good kind of peer pressure, though. Exactly. She's definitely strong enough to, to handle right. it. Right. She was like, I don't know if I could do it. I was like, you could at least do it for one. Give it a try. And then she knocks it out for six. It's like, Jesus. That's awesome. And then uh, last, but certainly not least, yesterday, I finally talked someone into doing birthday squats. Which is so where you put What's your, a birthday squat? Yeah. So a birthday squat. Excellent question, Mike. You put your, your body weight on a barbell, put it on your back, and then you squat it for your age and reps. I won't mention Carla's weight or her age. But she did them yesterday. She was. She said she was nervous the whole drive here on whether or not she was going to be able to do it, and she killed it. She looked like she could have done probably three or four more. That's it was, awesome. It was impressive. It was cool because she brought her her sister in line as well, and so she got to watch her kick ass in here. So that was pretty little cool. audience. Yeah, to, exactly. To watch her, to watch her hit her birthday squats. Exactly. Yeah, you tried to rope me into those a couple times. It's not happening. Maybe one year. One year. Before you get too old. Yeah. It's coming pretty soon. Upper twenties, <laughs> upper twenties for the next birthday. Getting so off there, yeah. So what do you got going on this weekend? Oh, what do I got going on this weekend? Uh, nothing too exciting. No, actually. nothing exciting at all. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to this thing over at Crystal Lake Brewing later tonight. Oh, maybe Crystal you've heard Lake. of it. Yeah, um, yeah, really good beer, local. Yeah, craft beer. Pretty cool place. Um, what What are you going there for? Uh, we've got a we got a little party for the seventh edge anniversary, as we've been calling it. Um, oh, yeah. Edge has been open for seven years now. I don't know if you knew. Yeah, you know what? Actually, that did that did ring a bell. That's pretty cool. So, um, how many people are, are signed up for that? I actually haven't looked. The last time I looked, it was like forty one or something like that. But... I think we're just over fifty now. Yeah, and the good thing about this being aired after the date is we're we're capped out at forty people for the. Uh, for the actual room that we booked, so hopefully, um, hopefully no one no one rats out on us, and we'll that, that goes pretty well. Have to have a couple people walk out every now and then if they come and do a head count. Yeah, the the other option is too is we can take over the entire space and just invite everyone oh, to celebrate, uh, even if they don't know what they're celebrating for. I think it will <laughs> find out the good. capacity of the place. Yeah, stack it all. Yeah, good for just business. Everyone. Yeah, great for every business involved. Exactly. Yeah, everyone wins, and uh, that's what that's what it's all about, right? Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to the first episode of the Edge Fitness Podcast. Be sure to listen to the next couple episodes where we'll talk about why we warm up the way we do and executing the perfect warm up, nutritional strategies for holiday eating, and why we think most fitness professionals actually suck.